army to have brought her own rations with her for the birthday get-together. On cue, the kitchen door opened wider to admit Francine, a rueful look of mischief sparkling in her eyes. I thought I'd escaped from V by coming to see if you needed a hand. Francine was by far the prettiest one of the three sisters, with her strawberry blonde curls and her heart-shaped face. Grace had the same pretty features. As always, Francine was beautifully dressed in a floral silk frock. She'd had the foresight to have some new clothes made whilst she'd been posted to Egypt with ENSA. You simply couldn't get clothes of the quality and style Fran had brought back with her in England now, not with rationing and the rules the government had laid down for austerity clothing. Not that Jean minded having to stick by those rules, not when she knew the danger the country's poor merchant seamen had to endure bringing raw materials into the country for the war effort. No, she didn't feel the lack for pretty things for herself. But she did feel it for a girl sometimes, Jean admitted. Although Fran had been wonderfully generous, not just bringing a whole trousseau of clothes, including her wedding dress back from Egypt for Grace, but also bringing lovely fabrics that she had shared with them all. Fran pulled her face. I know that it can't be easy for V with Edwin having left her for someone else, but she doesn't exactly make it easy for others to sympathise with her, does she? I've never heard anyone complain so much, and over next to nothing. That's just V's way, Jean tried to defend her twin. She's always been like that, boasting when things are going well for her, and complaining about life not being fair, and her being hard dumb to when things aren't. But Edwin wanting a divorce and the war have made her worse. You can carry that tray through for me if you will. Jean nodded at the tray with the pretty china set that Grace had given her the first Christmas of the war. And I'll bring the teapot. Over a decade younger than Jean and V, Francine had been through such a lot. Pregnant at 16 by a married man she naively believed loved her, Francine had given in to the pressure from V and her husband to allow them to bring up her baby as their own before she left for America, to make a new life for herself there as a singer. But then the war had brought her back to do her bit for the country, and Francine had found out that V and Edwin had not been the loving parents to little Jack that she'd expected. That had been ever such a bad time. Poor Jack had run away from the people V had sent him to, supposedly to keep him safe from the war, and Jean had seen what Francine had gone through, wanting to claim her little boy and mother him, whilst V and Edwin did their utmost to stop her. And then had come the terrible tragedy of Jack being killed when a bomb had dropped on the farm, to which he'd been evacuated. Such a terrible thing to happen. Of course, Things had never been the same between Francine and V after that. I don't know how Bella puts up with V, Francine told Jean. V's done nothing but complain about how hard done by she is since she got here, when it's perfectly plain that she has poor Bella running round after her, as well as working full-time managing that nursery. Bella, the elder of V's two children, was in charge of a government nursery in Wallasey where she and her new husband, a Polish fighter pilot, lived.
Fee's worried that now Bella's married, once the war's over, she's going to be left on her own. She might complain about having Bella living with her when Bella has got a perfectly good house of her own. But she'd be lost without her, Jean told Fran. Fran had picked up the tea tray, but now she put it down again, the tone of her voice softening as she told her sister. I had a letter from Marcus this morning. His regiment is still on home duties, but he thinks that now we've got Sicily, if we can win Italy, it won't be long before we invade Western Europe. And that his regiment is bound to be part of that. I feel so guilty at times, Jean. One half of me is jubilant because we're beginning to win the war at last. Even though I know that there's still much more fighting to be done. But the other half of me is so terribly afraid for my own happiness and for my...